Welcome to the Made Brave in Christ podcast, where we talk with leaders and mentors in both business and faith to learn more about how to follow Jesus and how to do business well. In today's episode, I have a very special guest, my husband, Caleb Sanders, and this is a conversation that we have had multiple times, and so I am so, so glad that you are getting the privilege of hearing his wisdom and his insight on this topic about how we can share Jesus with others in our respective workplaces. I hope that you enjoy this episode, and let's get to it. Well, hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Made Brave in Christ podcast. I'm so excited about this episode because I have wrangled a very special person (laughs) to be able to be on the show today. I'm so excited for you all to get to hear his wisdom and insight um, and learn a little bit from him. And we're going to be discussing how we can incorporate our faith into our careers or our businesses and how we should be doing that every single day. So our guest today is my husband, Caleb. And uh, Caleb, thank you so much for getting on the podcast today. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. I'm glad to be here. Happy to join you. Awesome. Well, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Um, well, I'm your husband, and so I think that's how I got the qualifications to be on this show. Um, I teach. I think you're going to get to this later, but I teach. I coach. Um, I love to be active. I love to go outside, walk. Uh, play games, do stuff like that. I'm a big time nerd. I like to look up things and um, I love to study. Geography is my favorite thing to study. So yeah, there's a few things. Awesome. Yeah. Um, He always looks up uh, interesting facts about different countries or cities and just a very um, inquisitive guy. And that's probably one of my favorite things about him. And we actually, if you don't know this, we actually teach together, right, Caleb? Right, yeah, we both teach sixth grade Mm -hmm. um, at the same middle school, so. Yeah, how's that been for you so far? (laughs) It's been a lot of fun. It's not like we're co-teaching in the same class, so it's not like Mm 24-7 around each other, Um, but we get to have the same lunch break and plan period and so I've I've really enjoyed it it's been a really fun two years of teaching being in the same building and in the same grade yeah definitely for sure I definitely agree with that well I guess I really want you to elaborate on this topic because we've had this conversation multiple times um even just while we were dating early on about five years ago um but What do you do exactly? You kind of mentioned it. And how are you using your faith in Jesus every single day in your profession? So to get more specific, I've kind of mentioned pieces slowly. I am a sixth grade math teacher currently. Um, And then I 
coach at the high school. So come in contact with students anywhere from 12 to 18 on the daily, and then obviously other teachers. Um, so I think a big thing with that is obviously just <clears throat> making it known publicly what you do believe. Um, it starts there. If that's not made known publicly, then people just say, oh, he's a nice guy. Oh, she's a nice girl. <clears throat> and that defeats the purpose. That's not, that's not ultimately what we want to do. And on our own, we're not, oh, I'm just a nice guy. Oh, she's just a nice girl. So um, I think, number one, it starts with you have to make that position known and then being consistent and actually living out mm -hmm and showing them the love of Christ. So I think if you have one and not the other, then it doesn't really work together too well. If I get the love component and I'm living out the Christian life, but it's never made known my position, then I think something's lost there too. Um, but then on the other side, if I just am making my position known and I'm not living out Christ's love, that might be more detrimental Right. Whereas in the first case, I'm getting a lot of glory for myself, which is ultimately worthless. Mm -hmm. On the other one, I'm actually detracting from the name of Jesus, and that one would be much more serious. So I think we got to get both of those together for right. it to be productive. Yeah, I agree with that completely. So what what are maybe some specific things that you do um, in the classroom or with your interactions with your coworkers, because a lot of people, I think, um, when they hear those suggestions, they, they think, oh, those are great ideas, but what are some, like, practical ways we can actually put that into action? Okay, as, so as far as, like, making my stance known, there's, a, there's ways you could go about that. You could be very open and say, hey, um, I know this guy, Jesus, and you should meet him too. Um, not always is that workplace allow that. Not always is that something you're going to go about it. But when we make those things a normal part of my life or of our life or of my life, then in conversation, as we talk to people, it's going to come up, not even in a way that I'm trying to almost fish. Right. I'm not trying to fish it out. I'm not trying to mm -hmm. just make this public stand. It's if you spend any time around me, I've probably brought up a sports team. I've probably brought up some random fact that you don't care about um, because those are just things that are part of my regular day. Um, I watch soccer. So it just casually comes up when I'm talking about things that I've seen. And so if I'm making my relationship with Jesus a priority, then that's going to come up in conversation. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a part of who I am. And so I'm going to talk about that with people in the same way. We're married, we're around each other a lot. So when I'm telling stories, you come up because you're right. a part of my daily life and I spend time with you daily and I develop that relationship. So we do things together, thus you're a part of the things that I talk about. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to force them to meet you. I'm not <laughs> trying to make it publicly, you know, this public stand, hey, I'm married. 
uh, back off because you know you should marry I, her too or right. something and so <laughs> i'm just because that relationship's there that's going to bleed out in right. everything i do anything i'm passionate about you're gonna know it mm -hmm. I, it's it's that's just a reality and that's something that you should check yourself out if people don't know that then it's probably not something you're passionate about right um when we talk about work you're around these people a lot and so they should know at least like the things that you're most passionate about if that makes sense yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense thank you so much so why do you think it is important for us as believers to have our occupations uh, whether you have an online business whether you're a teacher whether you're a coach or you're in corporate america um, why is it important for us to have our occupations also be our day-to-day -day ministries um so a couple things obviously we're not going to all be called into um, full-time ministry and mm -hmm. so we're not all going to be not all of our ministries are going to be directly through the church i think you should plug in and be helping we all do have ministries at the church yeah but we're not all going to be full-time like at the church yeah. right and so we have to have jobs and we've got to go to these places and we have to spend a lot of time there. I'll say 40 hours. And for most of us, it's more than that. Right. That we're spending a week um, at these places. And so we're around these people all the time. These are the people that, honestly, these are the people that we're sharing life with to begin with. And so these are the people that have been placed around us. So obviously it's important to minister to the people that God has placed in our life. Right. If God's placed them in our life, we need to be faithful to minister to those people that have been put around us instead of saying, oh, well, when God, you put some other people around me, I'll definitely be faithful and minister to them. No, these are who we have right now. And so these people that were around all the time, um, and you have these relationships, you know a lot about the people that you work with. Mm -hmm. You just have to because you're around them a lot. And you gotta work, learn to work with people. You gotta learn about them. And so it's important to minister to those people. Those are who we're around. We have close relationships with. And <coughs> sorry, lost my train of thought okay. in the middle of the cough, but right, we're around those people. Um, and we know those people. We should have made this stance publicly. They should know about us, they should know who we follow. And so if we actively view that as a ministry, it's going to change how we relate to those people in those times where we're not excited to be there, in those times where we're tired, in those times where we're worn down. Um, if we view that as a ministry, that's also going to make it different. Uh, it's going to give us, make us look different because there's times where I don't want to, I'm not excited about teaching the same math lesson for the fifth or sixth time that day. I've right. literally already said it almost a hundred times by the, <laughs> by the last class of the day. I've right. explained how to do it. And so if I take it serious that this is my ministry and how I relate to these students, it's going to change the way I approach teaching them. Whereas if this isn't a ministry, this is just a job. I've already taught this a hundred times. It's going to, really greatly affect the job I do and how well I reflect on Jesus as I go. I mm -hmm. talked a lot 
on that question. I think I kind of went in circles everywhere. So <laughs> You're totally fine. It was really, really good. Um, and I agree with that completely. There's a lot of times where people are um, just looking for a way out of their occupation. Um, and, and, but then there are some times where uh, you really need to leave that occupation, but you have to you have to be in tune and be able to discern where the Holy Spirit is calling you. And if it's in a job that is not just like the best thing in the world, and it's the purpose of you being there is to minister to those people, do it wholeheartedly for the Lord. And then when the Lord calls you out of that position, do that wholeheartedly for the Lord too. Um, and like you said, just continuing to have a conversation with uh, the Lord, continuing to have a relationship with him, getting to know him it is critical to that. And it, when you do that on a daily basis, it'll just naturally overflow from you. Um, and so in the workplace, um, in doctor's offices and all those kinds of places. Um, but can you give me some examples, Caleb, of how people in other occupations than your own um, could bridge the gap <laughs> of what they are doing for an income and sharing the gospel? Right. And so I'll kind of get to that. Uh, when you talked about, just address backwards a little bit, when you talked about maybe you're in a job that is not super exciting and you really don't enjoy, you know, and I had mentioned that earlier too. It made me think of the parable of the talents and the various men got different amounts. Right. Um, right. Obviously one guy did nothing with it. It was a small amount. He was worried about it, did nothing with it. Mm -hmm. And so then in the end, he wasn't given more what what even what he had was taken from him and given elsewhere so i i think we if we're unfaithful with these jobs because they're small or they're not what we want to do what are we how are we earning that privilege or right to get to these bigger jobs these bigger ministries these ministries yeah. that we want to do when we're not even faithful in the ones that we're actively in right because I, a lot of times the lord is using those occupations to refine and sanctify us um as well as spread the gospel to the people we are working with right 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 so if we can't be faithful where we're at then why why is that why is that switch going to flip when mm -hmm. i get the new job it's not the reality right. is it won't and so mm -hmm. that's an important mindset and so then as other occupations, there are so many jobs and there are so many jobs that I don't even know what all people do. <laughs> um, I don't know how to directly give specific examples for each career. And so I just, I don't want to get on here and talk about the Bible and never pull up scripture. <laughs> so I appreciate um, that. I thought of, as we talked about work, I pulled up. Colossians chapter 3. And I went ahead and took verse 22 through 24. And so, slaves obey your earthly masters in everything and do it not only when their eye is on you and to curry their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. And so to me, 
that last sentence, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. Mm -hmm. I think that ultimately, if we look at that and we look at our careers that way, that bridges that gap for us like that, regardless of what job I'm doing. Right. So now if I'm a waiter, if I'm a teacher, if I'm a doctor, um, it is the Lord Christ you're serving. So mm -hmm. I think That's about good. it. Jesus didn't know how to do the math question after I had given instructions five times, I would probably be really patient and really nice and obviously try to be really helpful. But hey, bud. Our dog is getting in the way. <laughs> he um, wants to be on the podcast too. And so it's going to change my mindset. It's going to be change my approach. Whereas if I view it as this annoying kid that didn't listen to me has now asked for the fifth time how to do a problem, mm. I'm going to be rude. I'm going to be short. Right. Um, and I'm not going to let my speech be full of grace. I'm not going to be yeah. as helpful. I guarantee you I would never do that if <laughs> Jesus were sitting in the chair and I was teaching him, right? Yeah. And so if we keep that mindset about who we're working for mm. and who we're serving, um, ultimately that's going to change everything. That will ultimately bridge that, that gap mm -hmm. if we can look at that mindset. And then I don't have to go through and address specific instances in your job. I just think, keep that in mind. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Right. That's a very good point and extremely insightful, guys. Like, isn't he just the best? I love having conversations with him um, just about all things that the Lord is teaching us. Um, and we, we're, we're, I just want to let you guys in on this. We're actually just sitting on our couch in our living room, just having this conversation like we normally would, um, which is why Fence Post just kind of walked up and coughed and wanted attention from us in case you heard that. Um, but <laughs> Caleb, um, what do you think is the hardest part about being a believer in a secular workplace uh, or environment? And if you don't know, secular basically just means like anything uh, not biblical. <laughs> Right, any job I work that's not ministry right. is going to be secular. Right. Yes. Um, so that's going to be the majority of us are working secular mm -hmm. jobs. And even a lot of us with ministry positions also have secular jobs as well. Right. In um, addition to the right. ministry positions, right? right? Um, so to me, one of the hardest things is um being so different or trying to be different mm -hmm. um it's easy to get sucked into some of the mindsets and some of the complaints we're human those frustrations that other people are feeling and those pressures that are dragging them down often get to us and so there's this constant battle with our um flesh where we want to fit in and we want the approval of men um, and we want to have our rights and we want to be able to complain. So addressing a couple of things there with wanting to fit in and wanting to be able to complain just like everybody else is or have a bad attitude just like everybody else is. Um, I think that can be 
hard. It can be awkward at times as a grown adult. You don't think about, um, you think once high school is finished, you don't have to worry about the fitting in part anymore, but it can Mm -hmm. be even more awkward as an adult when you're the only one not doing something or taking a stand or something like that. Right. Um, And so I think to me that often can be one of the hardest things, but that's also where you're really going to stand out and shine if it's done in the correct manner um, and done in the right way. So I'm ad-libbing a little bit here like I have done. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I tried to prepare you as much as possible, Caleb. I'm sorry. But so what would be your best advice for anyone who is not who is a believer but isn't super confident in their faith yet is maybe more of an immature believer and they might just feel like super self-conscious about um these topics in the workplace um and so so what is your biggest piece of advice for that person wanting to shine uh jesus's light in their workplace more and they don't feel confident um i would preferably hopefully someone at the job Mm -hmm. that you can find um that is a believer Mm -hmm. and be around them um that's so important that we're with other believers and encouraging each other and learning from them especially if you're young Mm -hmm. um, find someone and learn from them if there isn't someone in your workplace the advice is still the same find Mm -hmm. someone um, that can help you and that can challenge you um this wouldn't directly be my experience i uh, became a believer when i was young and so but i understand the tensions even still of especially depending on how young you are a lot of these people might have known you beforehand right and then now and so they're going to kind of throw that in your face Mm -hmm. and it and it is going to be awkward and it's going to feel uncomfortable um so i guess also and i should have recommended this first probably (laughs) but Spend time in the word, mm-hmm. um, ask God for wisdom. Mm-hmm. The Bible tells us in multiple places that those that seek wisdom will find it. And if we ask for those things, we will get them. Right. right? This doesn't mean ask for a million dollars and you got it, but the Bible says very plainly multiple times that those that seek wisdom um, will we'll be given wisdom. It. And so that is definitely one of those things that if you actively seek, you mm-hmm. will get it. And so be in the word, um, be in prayer, actively seek this maturity and then find some other people to come alongside you and work with. Mm -hmm. That's very good advice for sure. Um, Because I I feel like um, there's a lot of people who just don't, don't know how or don't know where to start. Um, And it's always, it always comes back to the word and prayer. Um, and I tell you guys all the time that when I was really struggling to read my Bible, I straight up prayed and asked God to give me a passion and a desire to truly love 
and want to read his word. Um, and it, that prayer <laughs> that I prayed for months completely transformed my life and how I view the word. So don't discredit or, or view it as a cliche, uh, to pray and ask for wisdom because, because those prayers are powerful. Um, and the word of God is alive. Um, so Caleb, since you are in a profession where you really can't share or teach about Jesus directly, uh, due to government restrictions, obviously separation of church and state, those kinds of things. What advice do you have for people who might be in the same situations, uh, struggling to reach their coworkers and share Jesus with them well? So I think this kind of comes back to what I talked about at the start. You let your position be known. Um, you stay consistent in that. Um, you love others and you serve them well. Um, as they see these things in you, you stand out. Okay. Think of how many people you know that are consistently loving and putting others first and serving them. Those are people you like to be around, and those are people you are going to ask, like, why are you like this? Why, why is this the case? And then be honest. No, no position in America makes you not answer that question, to my knowledge. Maybe there's mm -hmm. some somewhere, but even as, as a teacher, if someone asked me why I believe this or why I am the way that I am, why do I do things the way that I do them, I can answer that question. Mm -hmm. And so, again, I'm spending time with Jesus and cultivating that relationship so that he's going to be a part of how I act, how I talk, and that's going to reflect in my daily life. Others are going to see that and they will ask and then answer. Yeah. Um, I don't use my platform or my job and say, okay, you all need to follow Jesus right now. Mm -hmm. That would be against the rule. Right. But I can live out my life as a Christian. Mm -hmm. I can follow after Christ and that is going to lead people to ask Mm -hmm. what's different about you than the other people I'm around all day than right. the other people I see. And then you're allowed to answer that question. That's mm -hmm. not against any rules. Yeah. Um, when people ask that, you can tell them why you are the way that you are. And mm -hmm. so there's a difference between um, sharing your beliefs when asked point blank versus the teaching example, standing up in front of your classroom, preaching without any prompts um, or without any direct questions being asked. And, and I think that that can be applied to any workplace where you might have some of those restrictions. If you are actively living your life for Jesus and you are in the word daily, maybe um, you're listening to worship music throughout the day. And people see that they start to notice that your behavior is different than than theirs or their coworkers, and they're intrigued and they don't understand um, 
when believers act the way they do um, when living out of faith in the, in the correct way, living through the word of God. Um, and so sometimes as believers, we kind of get a little trigger happy almost <laughs> with um, defending ourselves. But as, if we're living life for Christ in our day-to-day actions and we're asked point blank why we believe we the way we do, why we don't do the things that are typical of people in our profession, um, we can answer that honestly. Right, Caleb? Mm-hmm. Didn't you say so? Okay. So, Caleb, just a couple more questions um, and before we wrap up. And these are just some fun questions. This interview was amazing. <laughs> I always love talking to you about this topic. I just think it's so important for us to realize that our occupations are our ministry. It is our mission field. Um, and it is our the way that we can share Jesus with others that we come into contact with every single day. Um, but go, how, Caleb, how has God made you, you brave in your faith? So I think with anything, um, or sorry, let me rewind a little bit. I kind of hearken bravery um, to faith. And that I can be brave when I am trusting in something that I have faith in or Mm -hmm. full confidence in. it's a lot harder to be brave if I don't have, if I'm uncertain, if I'm unsure of what, of the object that I'm putting my faith in. Mm -hmm. And so when there is a, when I'm putting my faith in something that I know is consistent, that I know is um, the same, that's unchanging or sturdy or depending on the scenario, right. Then I can have more bravery. Um, And so, I think just in knowing that having faith in a God that's consistent, um, he is who he says he is, um, and he's always been the same, that gives you that bravery. And you know that you can ultimately trust him in all scenarios, in all things. Um, all things work together for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. So even in the bad things, the Bible doesn't say there aren't bad things. So Mm -hmm. even in the bad things, we can have bravery and know that ultimately this is going to be worked together for good at, Mm -hmm. at some point and in some way. And so I think just knowing that our faith is in someone who's consistent and unchanging and loving then we can be brave ultimately in any in any scenario because of the object of our faith. Yeah, I love that so much. And it's so true <laughs> for sure. Um, and how is God making you brave currently? Well, I don't know when you are airing this or whatever. But On Tuesday. Is... Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> I apologize, everyone who <laughs> listened in to me 
Um, He's so modest. walking through this pandemic and this, like, everything's on hold. Mm -hmm. um, I was just talking with my mom and she was like, what are your, <laughs> what are some summer plans you have? And I was like, well, <laughs> I don't know anything. I don't know when I'm going to be able to go back in and start doing the coaching thing. Um, I don't know any of this stuff. I don't know what the school year next year is going to look like. Um, and so everything that is very consistent and routine is not anymore. Mm -hmm. I've been going to school since I was, you know, five. And so that's just always been a very consistent part of my life because I was either going to school or teaching school for all but five years of my life. And so now that whole routine, the whole lineup looks so different. Mm -hmm. um, and so a lot of the consistency and comfort and safety of that routine that I've known for so long um, is just so out of whack. Yeah. And it looks just crazy and it looks scary. Um, but even in the midst of all of this, and I won't comment in, on any way, any direction, but we can all admit that it's just crazy mm -hmm. all around us. Right. Um, so that's why I'm being more general and vague. Yeah. I'm not trying to like start up anything as I talk about <laughs> this, but in the craziness and in this uncertainty, it's been nice again, looking back, who is my faith placed in or what mm -hmm. is my faith placed in? Um, if my faith was in a job, this time is horrible. If that's my foundation, right? If money is what I've got my faith in, when the stock market was down almost 30%, that's horrible. That's terrifying. Yeah. That's scary. Um, right. So as all these things shake up, we see what, what are those sturdy objects and what is a consistent thing? And a lot of the things that we're putting our faith in are crumbling down. Mm -hmm. And so this is a good time. It's a good reminder where are we putting that faith? And if it's in Christ, then we can have that bravery mm -hmm. and move through this. If it's on something else, it's, it's a really scary time. Yeah. Because some of these things that have been so consistent aren't anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very good. It has definitely been a crazy time for so many people. Um, and I'm not saying that God caused the COVID-19 pandemic at all, but um, God has consistently shown us that he uses uh, trials and tribulations to bring us closer to him and who knows what all is going to come about from this but i for one am really excited <laughs> to see how god uh moves through this trial um that's plaguing the entire world <laughs> i i am excited to watch him bring about revival um and I think it's going to be really cool to see that kind of play out over the next few weeks, months, years, who knows how long. Um, so I, I really like 
your insight, Caleb. <laughs> Obviously, you're one of the very first guests on the podcast. And I did that very intentionally because um, I gain a lot of wisdom from you. Um, even if we are uh, stuck together <laughs> right now and every now and then getting on each other's nerves, um, I still learn so much about you from, uh, or about God from you. And I'm so, so thankful that you agreed uh, to be on the podcast. It was amazing. As always, I love having these in-depth conversations with you. Uh, do you have any last minute thoughts you want to share with the audience? No. <laughs> Again, back to that consistency <laughs> that I like. I felt like we had covered the yep, stuff. And we so did. We did. the freestyle is not, <laughs> not my strength. <laughs> So again, that's the object of our faith. <laughs> we want something consistent. We don't want something <laughs> bouncing around. Just like these interviews, the questions can come out of anywhere. Uh-huh. And so <laughs> my faith was in that little list of questions you had given me at <laughs> the start. You added too many <laughs> in there. And so that was the anxiety I was trying inducing. trying to loosen you up a little bit. I guess it backfired. <laughs> Well, I really appreciate you being on the podcast. I hope you had a lot of fun. I had fun. Um, and I know that the uh, Made Brave in Christ audience is going to love your insight and wisdom as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wasn't Caleb amazing? <laughs> I just love getting to have those in-depth conversations with him. And I'm so, so excited to continue interviewing some amazing business and faith mentors on the Made Brave in Christ podcast. I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful day. Make sure to check out the show notes below um, for all of the information that Caleb shared, all of the tips and um, verses that Caleb shared, as well as to leave a review on the podcast below. That would be wonderful. And I am so excited. I can't wait to talk to you guys again soon. Um, and as always, remember that you have been made brave in Christ.